Hello, everybody. This is Bam. And Beans. And, and it, it is disclaimer, disclaimer time. time. Beans and I are not sex birds. And our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health condition or a serious health problem, we strongly urge you to go to an actual medical physician. And for obvious reasons, our Sex Talk podcast is intended for only the maturest of audiences. Enjoy! Here we go, here we go again Trying hard but you wanna be my friend Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to Here we go, here we go again Call my bluff, I'ma be here till the end I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to If you And I'm Beans. And this is our Sex Talk Podcast. Where we like to talk about sex. And we politely ask you every week to talk about sex with us. To whom it may concern, we cordially invite you to talk about sex with us by emailing us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Facebook where I have a one hour response time. True blue to that one hour response. Listen, I'm very excited to keep that, okay? It's a very difficult thing to keep. It is. It really is. They literally have you on a ticking timer. Right. It's it's from- like thinking about it from a customer service perspective. Like the last uh, customer service job that I worked, our like window that we were aiming to like get back to the customer in time was like two days. <laughs> Oh my god. So, you know. And I didn't even get hired there. I would have been perfect. You would have been gravy. <laughs> that should be my resume. You should, you should You should definitely put the one hour response time the on your one resume. Time. <laughs> I deserve it. You do. You I worked very hard. hard for three seasons to get that response time. To the like four Facebook messages we've gotten in that three years. Hey, every message counts. I just realized that I'm clicking my pen. Oh, there. That's that's perfect noise for the podcasting. Uh, they didn't <laughs> know that they were also getting ASMR. Oh, shit. You know, you gotta pay for that. Now it's a paid podcast. So just go ahead and mail me five dollars. I'll take Venmo. Yeah. Why is it mail? Like, <laughs> here's my personal address. Just put a oh a Lincoln inside an envelope. Oh Somebody's gonna friggin' message us about our addresses so they can send us money. What's your like, PO box? Oh, we don't have one. So just send just, it to my house. Just send it to my house. Just like, send it to my house. Yeah. 
And if you oh. are going to come and stalk me at night, I just ask that you do not go by my child's room. <laughs> like, our bedroom is the window all the way in the back. <laughs> oh my God, stop giving people this information. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode, it's just going to be Bam because Beans got murdered in the middle of the night. <laughs> be sobbing like I told you. <laughs> uh. In memorandum of beans who shared too much personal information on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now I'm a single aunt of two. <laughs> I just know it right now. My partner's listening. He's like, could you not? <laughs> could you fucking, <laughs> could you fucking not? He's gonna lose his shit. <laughs> Ooh, uh, ooh, okay, before I get axe murdered by your partner, I need to go. <laughs> How could you let her do this? Why would you let her keep talking? Like, bro, I don't do the editing. <laughs> she does. <laughs> She's the dumbass that left all of this in. Can you just, like, bleep over? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I can okay. say that I can, but will I? <laughs> You're not gonna. <laughs> I'm going to be editing this tomorrow and be like, mm, nah. That sounds I don't have like time a, for that. That sounds like a future beans problem. <laughs> well, we have right. a really awesome podcast in store for you guys today. Oh, here we go. I have abs now. Yay. My face hurts. <laughs> My face hurts. Choose I'm a theme song. I'm just, I'm going to have a drink quick because this is too much. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Would you rather? Ding, ding. All right, beans. Your first would you rather is, would you rather have sex in your childhood bedroom or your childhood basement? Uh, childhood bedroom, for <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, the answer is probably going to be the same regardless, but just a little clarification. My childhood basement, is it in the state that it's in right now? Or the state that it was in when I was a child. Hmm. Which one's worse? <laughs> Answer the question, Pam. Yes. Um, let's do in the state that it was in when you were a child. No, it was still pretty terrible when I was a child. <laughs> uh, well, because like when I was a wee babe, um, we still had like a uh, half of a bar built in down there. Nice. Like, uh, you know, typical Wisconsin basement, it's got to have a bar. And um, at one point, I can't remember, I think my brother and his friends ripped it out one time. Like, my mom asked them to just, like, get oh. rid of it because it oh, was, like, God. it was old and, like, rickety and not, thought, like, usable whatsoever. I thought they just went downstairs <laughs> and started tearing it out. Yeah, just fucking... <laughs> Threw on some metal and started raging. Yes. Uh, but yeah, after that, like, we kind of, like, cleaned it up and it became kind of like a hangout spot. But then uh, as us kids got older and kind of moved on, now it's just a place where all of the things are collected. <laughs> Dusty landmines of stuff. Like, it's not inhabited at all. There's, oh like, that space and then there's, like... The laundry room is really the only place that gets used because, hello, you got to do your laundry. Yeah. But the other half is just, like, 
you know, just like your typical storage area that you never go into for anything. So it's all dusty and gross. There's probably like a billion spiders and no thank you. I would much rather just like do it in my childhood bedroom, I guess, which is directly across from my parents' bedroom. Well, at least it's across and right not right next to. Oh no, I mean like the only thing that's separating the two bedrooms is a linen closet. <laughs> because the hallways, it's a very small hallway. <laughs> what about you? Uh, mine's super easy. Uh, I didn't have a childhood basement, so I would have to pick the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then what about instead of basement, um, attic? Yeah, we didn't have one of those either. What? You didn't have even, not even like a crawl space up there to get out the roof for repairs and shit? No, we lived in like apartments and duplexes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Where did so, you guys do your laundry? At a laundromat? No, I mean, there's like a basement, but I wouldn't really call it like a childhood basement. I mean, it's still a basement. Yeah, but like, that's not my childhood. That's everybody's childhood. <laughs> it wasn't like a single house with a basement. But like, would you have sex in that basement? Or no. would you have sex in your childhood bedroom? I would rather take the bedroom. <laughs> okay. Basements are gross. Yeah. Like, just boo, next. Yep. No, thanks. Yeah, I feel like that was an easy one. Yeah, for sure. Um. All right. Are you ready for your next one? Yes. All right, beans. Would you rather lick ice cream off of somebody's body or whipped cream? Ooh. And yes, they did shower. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to ask, but I'm glad that you clarified. I feel like there's always a question, so I try to think of it beforehand. So, like, the thing, I, I love the idea of ice cream because it's got that cold element to it. Yeah. But, like, it's going to melt way too fast, and it's just going to be a sloppy, soupy mess. Whereas with whipped cream, it's a little bit more shelf-stable, so it's not going to, like, melt immediately when it comes in contact to, like, the warm temperature of a naked body. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go whipped cream. Okay. I mean, there's definitely more options as far as like consistencies and flavors and stuff with ice cream. Um, but just because uh, I just don't want to be cleaning up that shit, I'm going to go whipped cream. Okay. What about you, Bam? Um, I would actually rather do the ice cream. Ooh. <gasps> Get the shit, like, the magic shell shit? Yeah. Or, like, a fucking dilly bar from <laughs> Dairy Queen and just... Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I I really do like Coldplay, so I would prefer to do... Correct. Not the band. Um, I really do prefer temperature-wise cold and play as in foreplay. Uh, so I would prefer that over whipped cream. I just feel like whipped cream is so sticky. Well, so I is mean, ice cream. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't want either. But if I had to pick one or the other, I would stick with the ice cream. I feel like it's easier to manage. Yeah, okay. Because I have to physically scoop it and then put it in a location. Where it's going to immediately melt all over the place and make a huge mess. Well, I mean... Yeah, if you get the cheap ice cream. I mean... Oh, I'd spend a couple bucks on the good stuff. It's still, like, it's... 
science. <laughs> no. Plus it's ice perfect, cream. It's perfect podcast land. Oh, in perfect podcast land, ice cream doesn't melt. Well, it does, just not the way that you're saying it. Okay. Listen. I think perfect podcast land is getting a little out of hand. I don't. It's getting out of hand for you. I'm not <laughs> fucking the heat miser. Like, yeah, sure. Body temperature is a little bit up there, but okay. You know what? That's a different podcast for a different time. Okay. <laughs> okay, bam. I, I do have another easy, fun, would you rather if you're interested. Yes. So, beans. Yeah, bam. Would you rather taste a blueberry flavored condom or a banana flavored condom Ooh, that's a good one um are we saying that like it's the banana laffy taffy flavor yes and blueberry is like is it like the blue candy flavor no because that would be blue raspberry blueberry i think i'm gonna go banana i mean just because I mean, it's it's going on a penis. It, and it's, it's a little pun intended bananas, on that bananas one. Bananas are very phallic. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a little it pun intended. Yeah. It fits. Well, let's hope the condom fits because well, that's a whole other yeah. discussion. <laughs> I am not a huge fan of banana flavored things, so I would pick the blueberry. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I love banana Laffy Taffy. I, d- I just, uh, I'm not a fan of banana flavored or grape flavored oh, things. I love both of those. Well, which is perfect for when we go out and we get mm-hmm. one of those flavors. Yeah. Because then we can trade these. I'll give you all of the lemon flavored stuff. See? Best friends. Yeah. That's what we're here for. A lot of lemon flavored candy uh, tastes like pine salt to me. Really? Yeah. Like like the lemon scented pine sol. Okay. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for my segment. Uh, simply entitled fetishes. I'm kind of blurring the line a little bit of what constitutes as a fetish for a couple of these. Okay. Um, because the the first two are kind of like, I guess like more like labels for certain groups of people okay uh so the first one is sapiosexual sapiosexual yes if you are considering yourself a sapiosexual you are attracted to what trees no that's dendrophilia i feel like it's the same fucking thing (laughs) The word sap is in the word beans. Yeah. Okay, hold on. A sapio sexual. sexual spaghetti. No. Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, sapiosexuals are attracted to intelligence. They find uh, partners of high intelligence to be very sexy. They need to change that damn name. There is no way the word <laughs> Okay, so, all right, we're, we're renaming it. Let's go. We're, we're renaming it. Uh-uh. You can't be a sapiosexual and not tell me you don't like to lick trees. There's no fucking way. Let's see. 
this is the only hard part about renaming hmm. is that it's, you have to find a good word. Yeah. So uh, while you're looking that up, um, just uh, a little tidbit of information about the root word of sapiosexual. Uh, it's sapien. And sapien is Latin for sensible, shrewd, knowing. And that's why it's sapiosexual. Come on. Don't tell me that wasn't just a little sexy. I watched you look it up. <laughs> I mean, I knew what the root of, I knew what the root word was. <laughs> I knew that sapien was Latin for, for smart. <laughs> I just looked up the official definition. Okay. Acumiosexual. It sounds a lot like clouds. Acumian sexual. Oh, acumen sexual. So yes. spicy. Acumen sexual. So how acumen. Yeah. No, he's, she's saying acumen. Or acumen. Acumen yeah. sexual. Acumen sexual. Which, if you are smart and intelligent, then you would know what that word means. I do know what that word means. Because you are smart and that is sexy to those yeah. human sexualities. Mm hmm. Sure. It just popped in my head right now. Uh, acumen is the ability to make good judgments <laughs> and quick decisions, typically in a particular domain. So the so definition I have is keen insight. Or shrewdness. Oh, uh, mine's from the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, Oxford. Well, I didn't pay for the fucking class, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one was... Dictionary.com. The first fetish was sapiosexual. The second one should be a given for you. Like, you should, you should understand it pretty quickly because the root word is very on the nose. Oh, okay. Okay. Technosexual. Oh, that's technology. Yeah. And if it's not, I'm fighting somebody immediately. Yes. A technosexual is attracted to technology. Oh, thank God. So if you said something like, no, it's specifically they're, microwaves, I will lose it. They're attracted to house music. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you said technosexual. Yeah, technosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Let the beat drop. <laughs> and then lastly, the uh, Make-A-Wish softball pitch. Yay! Hobophilia. <laughs> it is what you think it is. It's the attraction to homeless people. <laughs> yes. Hey, look, homeless people need love too. <sighs> people who have the fetish of hobophilia are attracted to just like more so like the homelessness of the situation. Ah. Uh, yeah. And those were our fetishes for today. I love them. They were fun. <laughs> Yay, fetishes. Yay. <laughs> Tell us about your article. Oh, today's going to be for the boys. Woo. Let's hear it for the boys. We don't have rights to that song. Um, so this article is by Mashable.com. It is written by a gentleman named Billy Procidia. 
P-R-O-C-I-D-A. It was an article from last year, but while I was reading it, I thought, well, for one, the title really captivated me. What's the title? The title is Men Need to Talk About Sex Differently, and Here's How. Ooh. And the article is pretty much a breakdown on making female orgasms a part of the locker room talk. Ooh. I will be talking a lot, so if you hate the sound of my voice, this episode is not for you. (laughs) And I would just say take some notes on the side so we can discuss it at the end. Okay. So, sitting at the bar after a comedy open mic, a couple of male comics asked me about sex parties. A joke I tried out on stage about one experience had sparked their curiosities. After the usual questions about participation requirements gender ratios, voyeurism, etiquette, one guy asked me how consent works at play parties. This led to a broader conversation about consent, and then gender, and then male entitlement. I was pleasantly surprised by the scene. Three straight-seeming cisgender dude comedians at a bar trading notes about how to make consent sexy on a first date. We compared and contrasted ideas about when to ask for a first kiss and when you can trust the vibe and lean in, citing the infamous 90-10 rule from Will Smith, 2005 comedy, Hitch. I love that rule. I love it. I should mention that in this piece, I'll be using man as a shorthand for cisgendered guys who date women. We're not the only ones who can be shitty, but the overwhelming amount of shared experiences of women who date dudes make the problem being discussed and its possible causes seemed particularly cis, het by, and male. When you think about a group of dudes talking to each other about sex, you might imagine tales of conquests while everyone pretends to know how to handle a clitoris. I remember quietly sitting in a NYU dorm around sophomore year hearing a bunch of frat guys add up their sex scores based on the variety of rules like how many times you can repeat points with one chick and how many points you get for an anal. Never did they mention points for bringing her to orgasm. It felt really icky. Is this how men talk to each other after sex? What is locker room talk? The measurement for sexual prowess tends to be measured in pussy smashed and not pleasure caused. Women conquered, not women left whole when you leave. Men ask for your body count, but not your strategy for figuring out her body. It's what we all heard happen on Axis Hollywood tape between Billy Bush and Donald Trump. Tens of millions of Americans in 2016 accepted that that's just how men talk to each other. It's just locker room talk, they said, despite the countless pro athletes publicly pushing back against the characterization. So what is that all about? In CeeLo Stiller's book, Modern Manhood, she writes about how the traditional male friendships are structured by creating in-groups at the expense of out-groups. The other team, the other guy, the other company, the other gender. Friendships between males has often been centered around the external force, says Don Dottie, who runs the men's sport group, Every Man, in Stiller's book. Men build identities based on external things and then that external thing no longer is strong or it shifts and it's not the same anymore then we are left kind of hanging 
in lieu of connecting with each other based on who they are, many men jump to the assumed shared topic of chicks. It's a source that any one man in a bar turning to another man saying, women, am I right? Make female orgasms part of the locker room talk. Comedian Clint Coley doesn't need his buddies to know about his sex life. The urge to feel cool with locker room talk is long past him. Since entering his 30s, he doesn't need to hear his buddies brag to him either. I got a homeboy who does like to tell me about what he's got going on. I always tell him nobody cares. Coley launched his dating podcast, Advice from a Fuckboy, in 2019 to help women avoid emotionally immature men. Sex is taught to boys as a selfish sport. At the same time, many women stress out about satisfying their man in the bedroom. They exchange tips, techniques, and ideas on how to give the best blowjob. Cosmopolitan has been pumping out both good and laughable bad sex advice to women for decades. Adult sex ed platforms like Beducated attract mostly women and only the most curious men per audience figures seen by Mashable. So that was kind of a study that they did to see who was actually clicking on those things. Meanwhile, when men are talking to their homeboys about sex, we're not talking about new ways to please women, says the LA-based podcaster. We're talking about new ways to get our shit off. It's not about their pleasure. It's about our own ego. And why not? When ejaculation brags go unchallenged, there isn't many reasons to think you're doing something wrong. Do men experience empathy during sex? There is an empathy gap afoot. And research can't find a genetic reason for it. Neurologically, we are both born with very similar ability to empathize, male and female, but your choice to use this ability varies greatly. Observed gender differences are more likely to be due to cultural expectations of gender roles and the fact that women are more likely to have been taught empathy by female role models as they grow up. How do we teach men to give a shit? For one thing, teaching consent can still instill empathy in boys if you get there quick enough. According to a post on Prevent Child Abuse Vermont's website, empathy learning occurs in the same parts of the brain as learning to speak and read. The post goes on to say, empathy is being able to stand in another's shoes and care about their feelings. It should feel jarring to have sex with someone if you don't think they're having a good time. Alarm bells to go off and a try for a different and a try for a different technique or a verbal check-in. Sadly, efforts to introduce these lessons in schools, like teaching kids to ask for permission before hugging a new kid, is often met with pushback from abstinence-only advocates who lob false accusations of grooming. To fill the void left by most school districts, young people turn to the internet, which is absolutely what so many people are doing now. But on the same platforms is Consent Talk, where influencers teaching boys that they are high-volume men entitled to great sex from hot women. For every young man who stumbles upon a sex educator's TikTok, there's another who instead finds a Andrew Tape type preaching misogyny masked as men's self-improvement. These 
These guys will teach you how to get a woman in bed, but they won't teach you what to do once you're there. And so often, the tactics to bed a woman turn her into a target instead of a connection. In the course of getting what they want, men forget that there's a human being on the other side of those desires. I asked Corley where he learned about how to empathize with women. And he said, a woman. Damn. Because I hear women are tired of having to teach us. A friend of mine told me about how a recent date turned argument with a man where she had to explain male privilege. After an hour, he admitted that he hadn't thought about it like that before and asked if they could go back to enjoying their wine night. My friend was glad he learned something new, but now she was exhausted. So maybe dudes can pick up the slack and question each other. Not very problematic. Utterance has become a TED Talk, but one could use a friendly shame to make their point. Clown on the guy who wants to compare everybody's body counts at the next hangout. You gotta make it corny. To talk about women as objects, suggests Corley. We need to better check and balance system when it comes to talking about women behind their backs. So that was his article. He is a stand-up comedian and a writer in the New, in New York City. Um, he has the man whore podcast, A Sex Positive Quest for Love. Hmm. Uh, and it says, if you hate the title, you'll love the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he wrote this article. In 2014, he started interviewing all of his exes about why they didn't work out. Ooh. So that is, I believe, on his podcast. Interesting. Okay, so, like, a little long-winded, but short in content. Yeah. Um. So, like, the main idea that I'm getting from that article is just that, like, in order to change uh, the, like, cis male norm way of uh treating sex is to teach them while they're young yeah like you know teach them teaching them consent at a young age teaching them empathy uh will later in life like just kind of evolve into seeing sex as a a service instead of just like something to brag about to your bros well i think what i really like is that he brought up his pretty much like his disgusting feeling in college where yeah. everybody has like a point system yeah that that's kind of gross <laughs> like that's really cringe to think about but also in the back of my head i know that that happens yeah I am a notch on so many people's belt. And that saying alone goes to show that that's how I know people talk about me or talk about other people that they have slept with. Yeah. And the idea of that is what I believe that's what he is trying to change. Like the idea of, well, okay, you've had sex with 10 people how many are actually satisfied by the sex that you had yeah like how many of those people did you have sex with repeatedly and like was it meaningful yeah and i think 
what I really liked about the article was that the the very the quote in the beginning was something that I really liked. The measurement for sexual prowess tends to be measured in pushy pussies smashed, not pleasure caused. Yeah. Like I think that's why you and I genuinely started this podcast. It was that we would be out with our male friends and it would just be like, yeah, I fucked all these people. And when once we talked about our sex lives, which are meaningful connections, those became odd. Oh, well, so my kind of like my uh, perspective of it is a little bit different. I see that our male friends don't really talk about sex. They'll talk about, I boned this chick, I fucked that chick, I did this with that one. Like, and that's about it. Whereas, like, you and I, we will go into detail about our conquest, and it's, ooh, ew, ugh, ugh, gross, I don't want to hear about that, ugh. And it's like, why, why is this gross? But yeah. you just told us about ten girls that you just smashed. Exactly. Like, it's it's one perspective of the and like of the other it's like they have no problem bragging about you know doing this that and the other thing as long as it's vague and it's not like you know it's not descriptive it's not uh going into detail that kind of thing and for women to to go into detail about their sexual conquest it's like ew gross why would i want to hear about that like grow the fuck up well, we I'm all have bodies and we all have pleasure and like it should be something that we talk about because we're all capable of it yeah absolutely like i get i get a lot i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off no you're good um but like i get a lot that like my specific group of friends kind of like that we've stuck around for years and years and years mm -hmm. we're all very open about sex we're very open about our relationships because that's it's it's something that should be heralded. like it should be spoken to the the high mountains above about because it's what we enjoy and some people like looking in from the outside they they think that it's weird because it's like oh you actually like talk about that stuff we just me and my friends we just talk about sports <laughs> we just yeah. talk about games that's what i was gonna say is that the idea that you have to be like you and i are very very close yeah. and we have a good handful of people that we've known for many years and we are close with them mm -hmm. when we talk about our intimate details we don't talk about it like it's sports no we talk about it like it is a part of our lives because that's what it is i mean but some of I, it is uh definitely a joke oh yeah some is definitely a joke <laughs> it's I, definitely a joke you get to make jokes about things and that's cool but that's how i deal with my trauma because i don't go to therapy therapy is too expensive <laughs> but, in, <laughs> but in previous friend groups of mine it was sex was always a sport it was never a it was never yeah. a genuine thing a numbers game like, yeah and I think that's why 
even when I was having sex in as like, you know, 17, 18, I'm like, it's not, it's not interesting because I already know what is going to happen. Like I'm going to have sex with him. He's going to go to his friends and tell them how we've like just fucked or whatever, or he's going to text them. And I guess until I got older, I didn't realize the notch on the belt was just the thing. Like I'm just another number in the deli line. And sometimes that makes you feel just a certain type of way about wanting to have sex or being interested in having sex or any of that kind of stuff. So I like the article because it genuinely, it was written by him for the, like the cisgender for that part where it's like, this isn't a sport. This is a person. Yeah. You're not playing against anybody. You're supposed to be connecting with somebody. And I like that he had three other people who took a joke that he said on stage and actually questioned like, Hey, so how does that actually work? How can I make this something interesting? Like how does consent work at those parties? Like the idea that that question was even brought up is kind of interesting to me already because the word consent isn't, it's being said more, but I don't feel like it's being said enough. So absolutely we need to tell our children uh yeah. no they don't want to hug yeah don't touch them that's okay yep like unfortunately my two-year-old has spent more time with dogs than she has with children so she'll Aww. put her hand out like they're a fucking dog <laughs> and if they don't smell her hand she walks away <laughs> that's her idea of consent right now but she gets the idea that the other kid has to say okay or no, thank you. Like my two-year-old can get it. That's awesome. My children are savages. Yes, and, they are. Um, we are currently working on stop. I don't like that. <laughs> because <laughs> they just do whatever the fuck they want. And then when, you know, the energy isn't reciprocated and the other party is upset, they need to know, like, on one hand, if someone's doing something that you don't like, you say, no, stop, I don't like that. On the other hand, if you hear someone say no or stop or I don't like that, you stop. You stop yeah. what you're doing right then and there. I feel like with with in regards to consent, I I'm always the person that's like, can grandma have a hug? Can mommy have a hug? Like, I'm always giving it as an option and not an order absolutely and and so it's like kind of passive but like i haven't done anything solid concrete to like instill asking for consent yet yeah well i mean that's a really good first step though like yeah just saying oh would it be okay if i have this or hey could i yeah. please like it's it's almost like passive because it's leading by example. Mm -hmm. Like, can mommy have a hug? Can mommy have a kiss? Like, can you, can we snuggle? That kind of thing. Like I'm always, especially when it comes to their bodies, it's like, I don't ever want to be like, Oh, come give me a hug. Oh, go, go give grandpa a kiss. Like, no, it's, can he have a kiss? Yeah. And if you say no, that's totally fine. I like to also repeat when, 
my two-year-old says no after I've asked that question. If I'm like, oh, okay, mom, have a hug. And she goes, no. I'm like, okay, thank you for letting me know your boundaries. Like, I'll tell her like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You can say no. That's good. Thank you for telling me no. Like, trying to remind her like, you can say that and you don't get reprimanded. No is an option. Yeah. No is an option. And then there are sometimes she says no when it really wasn't an option. Like, we're going to bed now. Or and she goes, what do you want no. for lunch? No. No. It's like, like, um. That's not an appropriate answer for that question. Yeah. So, I mean, teaching our children how to appropriately talk to each other and talk and, to others. Yeah. And how to regard other people and their yeah. feelings. It is literally just taught behavior. It is nature yeah. versus nurture at that point. Yeah. And the boys will be boys mentality Ugh. should definitely die with this era. And that's just my personal thought on that. Yeah. Agreed. I uh, just wanted to quick point out um, how much I loved the idea of just fucking ridiculing these dudes when they start talking about women like they're fucking oh, objects. Yeah. Oh, like no, make I it corny. That. That's corny as fuck, dude. Why would you say that? Like, yeah, yes. Or even like, uh, I didn't know that was even a pointable thing. Yeah, like just definitely, like yeah, definitely like just shutting them down immediately once like, they start talking like that. That's that should that should just be something in your like the forefront of your mind. That is an option. Yeah. Telling somebody uh, that's not how you talk about people is an option. And I know that, like, there are plenty of us out there that are very unconfrontational. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, what they're saying is making you uncomfortable. So why not just make them uncomfortable, too? At this point, like, bring them down to your level. Make them feel the way you feel. Like, I, I work in an environment. Where <laughs> that is definitely something that I I hear, and now it's gonna be really fun for me to just look at people and be like, "Ew, why that's would you corny say it fuck. like that, bro? You corny. Yeah, that's corny, bro. Like, oh, it's a little ick. That's pretty ick. Speaking of ick, oh, this is where we say goodbye to our listeners. No, no, Bye. no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> we still have to talk about this cringe soak yahoo questions about sex that will crush your faith in humanity how many more of these do we have well this one is number eight. Oh fuck and the article says 20 <laughs> oh there's so many yes okay this one's really quick it's really quick and easy um just simply asks where is the g-spot mm-hmm. in the sex doll I tried to look, but it says made in China. So, bam. Where's the G-spot in the sex doll? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I think I would like to start off by saying, how considerate of that person to look for a G-spot in a sex doll. He wants to give her pleasure, too. He wants to practice. What a perfect question. To just wrap up that article. 
it was meant to be oh my god it just says made in china oh my god i think that is just a considered asker or um somebody who has literally that doesn't even know what a g-spot is <laughs> just heard really, someone say it one day there's really only like, two options here huh i wonder if my sex doll has a g-spot i'm gonna go home and find out looking through the fucking owner's manual where is the g-spot <laughs> i really hope that they are not like trying to buy plan b pills for their sex doll too like oh my god no. well i had sex with it but the condom broke so maybe they're pregnant oh are they pregnant? Am I pregante? <laughs> um, so that was the the cringy Yahoo questions that we had. I don't know why, but that was the the easiest one that has come at me so far. Yeah, 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 it was for sure. So if you're wondering where to find the G spot on your sex doll, feel free to email us at Bam and beans at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Facebook where I can tell you exactly where the G spot on your sex doll is in For one hour or less. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like in one hour or less. And also five dollars. For five dollars. <laughs> but I'm not gonna tell you where I live. I'm gonna make you Venmo me. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you explicit instructions on where my room is located. <laughs> Who the fuck would do that? I don't know beans. Some dumbass. <laughs> dumbass. Uh, well, uh, until next time. Um, bye. bye. Gargly robot is gone. Yay. Robot frog. Bye. Bye. Bye, robot frog. I've been working on a podcast, but I hope it's good.